Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 15th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. Now, I've been preaching for 28 years. I have taught on the parables before, on some parables. I've preached from some parables. I've never really gone through and like taught all the parables. And so just going through this has really been a tremendous blessing for me. I pray that it's been a blessing for you as well. This is part 99 of Pearls from the Parables, part 99. So if you've been with me along this journey, go ahead and put something in the chat on how this has been a blessing to you. We're, we're right now, we're looking at the parable of the workers and the title of today's message is Reversing the Order. God has a way of reversing the order. Put that in the chat. God, God has a way of making the last first and the first last. God has a way of reversing the order. God has a way of moving pieces around on the chessboard of your life, embracing God's kingdom perspective. Put in the chat, I, I learned to look at things from God's point of view. As we learn to look at things from God's point of view, we live our lives with an openness to whatever God wants to do, however God wants to do it. So get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get ready for the word this morning. So here we go. Let's go ahead and get into the word. Before we do, uh, we've been looking at a scripture all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4. At our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So if there's any area of your life or of your heart that is dried up, that this is a season for the Lord to refresh you. Say amen to that. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So if you have an area of your life that has dried up, this is a season for the Lord to give you a fresh infilling, a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Say amen to that. All right, so let's get into this parable. This is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, easy to read version. Jesus said, God's kingdom. He's like, man, how, how do I explain the kingdom? He says, God's kingdom is like a man who owns some land. He owned a vineyard. And one morning, the man went out very early in the morning to get some day workers to work in his vineyard. And he agreed to pay the workers. He got them like six o'clock in the morning. He says, hey, you come and you do an honest day's work. I'm going to give you an honest day's pay. So at that time, an honest day's pay was one silver coin, say one silver coin. So he says, okay, you give me an honest day's work, six o'clock in the morning. He says, hey, guys, if you come with me and work for me today. You work for me all day. I'm going to give you one silver coin. They was like, yes, thank you. And they took off to go work in his venue. About nine o'clock, he went back to the marketplace. I, I mentioned that when I lived in Woodbridge, there was a 7-Eleven on Route 1 that I could go to. If I needed day workers, that's where they show up. And so he goes back over there to like that 7-Eleven, says, hey, guys, I need some more workers. Who wants to work? And so there was other people standing there. They weren't doing nothing. They said, okay. He said, if you come with me. Uh, you give me an honest day's work, I'm going to give you an honest day's pay. And so they took off and went to the vineyard. And then around 12 o'clock, he went back and got some more workers. And then at 5 o'clock, like 5 p.m., like they're going to stop working at 6, 5 p.m., he goes back and says, hey, man. He saw some people standing there. He said, what are you guys doing? Why are you not working? He said, well, nobody gave us any work today. He said, well, do you want to work now? He was like, yeah, but it's like 5 o'clock. I was like, yeah, but if, if still, if you come with me, give me an honest day's work, I'll give you an honest day's pay. And they was like, all right, cool. And so they take off. 
And so those guys show up at the venue at 5 p.m. There's been people at the venue since 6 a.m. Those guys work for one hour. And at 6 p.m., he rings the bell. Okay, that's it. End of the day. He tells his foreman, hey, line everybody up. But I want the, the people that came last, put them first in line. And the people that came first, put them last in line. And then pay everybody. And so the people that came at 5 p.m., they've only been there for one hour. And so... They show up, and when they go, they get one silver coin. So the people that have been there since 6 a.m. was like, oh, man, we're about to get paid. Oh, my God. If he's giving them one silver coin, they've only been here for one hour. We've been here for 12 hours, dude. Jesus. They probably Some of them probably started doing the math. What if he gives us 12 silver Can you imagine if he gave us 12 silver coins? Jesus. So now the next group goes. that came at 12 o'clock. Well, they got one silver coin. Now, the guys from 6 a.m. is like, yo, what's going on? Then the guys that went at 9 a.m. got one silver coin. Then when it finally came to the 6 a.m. crew, they were upset. And they said, wait a minute. What? Hold on for a minute. They got one silver coin. They said, well, wait a minute, sir. Those people that you just hired that only been here for one hour, they got the same as us. We worked all day. We've we been in this hot sun. And the man who owned the field said, hold on for a minute. Hey, friend, come here. I'm being fair with you. Don't worry about them. At 6 a.m., I asked you, will you come work for me for one day for one silver coin? And you said yes. And at 6 a.m., you were happy about it. As a matter of fact, you were happy all day until you saw me give one silver coin to other people. Now you're upset with me because I gave them something. That's between me and them. What's between me and you is me and you. What's between me and them is me and them. So just take your pay and go. If I want to give him what I gave you, that's on me. That has nothing to do with you. With you, Verse 15 says, I can do whatever I want with my money. Why would you be jealous that I am generous? <laughs> Why are you getting all upset because I'm blessing somebody else? What, what, I told I was, what I told you I was going to do for you, I did it. But now why are you getting mad? You was fine with that until you found out what I did for somebody else. And as soon as you find out what I did for somebody else, now you're upset with what I did for you. Now, before you was fine, if you had not seen what I did for somebody else, you would have been fine with what I gave you. But see, but now you, you're, you're coveting what I'm doing for somebody else. He says, listen, don't do that. It's my money. I can do whatever I want. So those who are last now will be first, and those who are first now will be last in the future. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Put in the chat what God has for me is for me. I just need to focus on me. I'm, I need to run my race at my pace with my grace. Four things. Number one, here we go. The principle of the last being first and the first being last. And so this is not the first time Jesus brings this up. Multiple times in Jesus's ministry, he brought up like the last being first and the first being last. So in short, Jesus did not look at the world the way that the people from the world looked at the world. So as followers of Jesus, we must learn how to look at life from God's point of view. Put in the chat, I develop heaven's perspective. I just want to look at be able, I want to be able to look at every circumstance and situation from God's point of view. If God, if 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 I'm believing God for something and God is working it and I'm happy because God is doing it in my life and I've been putting in all this work, and then I see somebody else over there and God's doing something for them, and I don't feel like they did as much work as me, and God already gave it to them, or God gave them the same that he gave me, or maybe God gave them more than he gave me. If I start getting upset because of what God did for them and, I, and not what God is doing for me, I'm not looking at life from heaven's perspective. From heaven's perspective, everybody has an assignment 
and I need to chill out. I just need to run my race. In the kingdom of God, the usual order of the things of this world are sometimes rearranged because God has a way of moving pieces around on, uh, 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 on the chessboard of our lives. So what we got to do, if you want to walk with God and you want God to walk with you, you got to develop an attitude of gratitude and humility and grace and a willingness to just do whatever God is telling you to do, because there will be circumstances and situations. There will be moments where you're the last and God will move you to the front of the line. But there be there will be moments where somebody else is last and God moves them to the front of the line. So you just got to be open. You can't look at, at, at circumstances and situations based on social norms. The way that this world, you, you, the kingdom doesn't operate the way that this world operates. So what you want to do is keep your heart conditioned to God's kingdom, which is full of generosity and grace. And so, but when God extends generosity and grace, then people that don't have God's perspective often respond with anger and frustration. Why? Because they're looking at things from the world's point of view. So this concept of the last being first, the first being last, it encourages us to serve God with humility and not, and understanding that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And his way of doing things often conflicts with earthly standards. So the last being first and the first being last causes you and I to reevaluate our priorities, right? To look at things from God's point of view. It also causes us to be open to two things. Number one, put this in the chat. I am open to God's favor. So when I'm the one that that's last and God is moving me to the front of the line, I need to be open to it. I need to be like, oh, no, God, don't do this. not right. Listen, I'm skipping people. No, look, if God wants me to skip the line, I'm going to skip the line, doggone it. Why? Because I'm open to the favor of God. So you got to be open to the favor of God. The guys that only worked for one hour and gave them a full day's pay, it wasn't like they were rejecting it. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> right? So you want to be open. So when you're the one that God is favoring, you need to be open to the favor of God. Say, I'm open to the favor of God. Put in the chat, the favor of God goes before me like a shield. Now, the other thing is, you need to be open and thankful when God does it for somebody else. Sometimes God is going to do it for you. Sometimes God is going to do it for somebody else. And when God is doing it for somebody else and God is pouring his favor, his grace, his anointing, his goodness on somebody else, don't get upset. What God has for you is, is for you. You may not be the recipient in this moment, but you've been the recipient before and you will be the recipient again. Again, so you, what you need to do is learn how to celebrate the diversities and giftings of, of callings without jealousy. It challenges us to look at things from God's point of view. It challenges us to not be like the world, to not live like just from a human point of view. Spiritual rewards are often just different from earthly rewards. So we got to look at things in the spirit. We, we got to know that God is doing some things in the spirit. And so when you embrace this understanding of the last being first and the first being last, it actually helps you to develop more unity in the body of Christ because you will be quick to celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives genuinely. Hey, girl, I I, I, I thank God for you. Listen, matter of fact, what, what God just did for you, that's on my vision board. I've, I've been believing God for this for three years and God just did it for you. You didn't even ask for it and God did it for you. So I know if God did it for you, God is going to do it for me. See, that's the attitude we want to have. Not Lord, this has been on my vision board for three years and you haven't even done it for me. And then this girl, and I know she ain't even living right. And then you're going to do it for her. What's wrong? See, that's the wrong attitude. You're looking at things from the worldly, from a worldly perspective. If you open up your heart to the grace of God, the generosity of God, the gratitude of God, it will bring unity in the body of Christ because you will genuinely celebrate each other without tearing each other down. Say amen to that. Oh, I wish I could see the chat, but I know that I'm preaching 
I'm probably pre preaching better than you're saying amen in the chat. But anyway, number two, the grace of God's timing, the grace of God's timing. So, listen, so the landowner went out there and he hired people. Some responded at 6 a.m. Some responded at 9 a.m. Some responded at 12 p.m. Some responded at 5 p.m. So people came at, you know, at different times to the venue. And, and it's like that in life. You know, I'm not saying that God has orchestrated. I got born again when I was 23. I'm not saying that God orchestrated for me to get born again when I was 23. No, I, I'm the one that rejected God all those years until I was 23. But God, so let me say it this way. God does not cause us to be delayed. I'm working with somebody um, right now. I'm coaching somebody on Patreon that got born again, genuinely like giving his life to Christ, walking with God now. And I believe he, he he's 38. And he feels like he wasted 38 years of his life. And I was like, no, you're not, you haven't wasted. Look, look, it's not like God caused the delay. We caused the delay, right? It's not like God says, I want this person to get saved, but, but I, don't, I don't want her to get saved until she's 57. God doesn't do that. No, no, we're the ones who do that. We're the ones that cause the delay. But since God knows when we're going to respond, it's not like God has to wait to Tuesday to find out what I'm going to do on Tuesday. So based on his foreknowledge of our decisions, God already orchestrated a plan for our lives that will redeem the time. Put in the chat, say, with me, God will redeem the time. So even though I caused the delay, God is still going to set it up to where he will redeem the time and God is going to bless me anyway. Even though these guys showed up at 5 p.m., God still blessed them in a tremendous way. It's never too late for God. It's never too late for God's grace. Put in the chat, God will redeem the time. I don't care how long it has been or, or how late it was in your life at your stage of, of this life, you're like, oh my God, I'm 51. And there's a lot of, a lot of things that I haven't yet to do. And, and I'm believing God for a lot of things. And God, even if I cause delays in my life and it wasn't God, God will redeem the time. So listen, you, you ought to rejoice for yourself and then rejoice for other people. When somebody gets born again, when somebody starts walking with God, no matter what stage they are, I don't care if they're 77 and, and, and they were struggling with some, something and now they got born again. Praise God for that. Let's rejoice. No matter, no matter the stage, you ought to celebrate God's timing. You ought to celebrate the fact that God has set up something for you to make the most of the time that you have left. The, put in the chat, the rest of my days would be the best of my days. Come on now. The rest of my days would be the best of my days. So, I, so you just need to be open to the goodness and the grace of God to redeem the time. Say amen to that. Let me, let me uh, talk about now the joy of serving in the Lord's vineyard. I just needed to take a sneak peek at the, at the comments in the chat. I love you guys. I appreciate you. All right. So the joy of serving in God's vineyard. Put in the chat. Say, I love serving God. I don't know about you, man, but I love it. I mean, that, me serving God, that's, that's, I love it. Isabella, we're in St. Louis right now. Isabella and I are going home today. Isabella did a presentation yesterday about uh, our business, Inspired Solutions. And when she got to the slide about giving back, oh my God, it's like, you know, she always has to like, her, her voice breaks up a little bit and she gets so emotional and then she has to kind of push through it. But people are so impacted. Whenever get, she, why? Because this is what we're called to do. And so even though it's a business, what we do in our for-profit business is really to fund our, our nonprofit activity is ministry. For us, everything is ministry. And so, so you ought to have joy in serving God. When you do what you do, you ought to do it with joy. You ought to do it with passion. You ought to do it with good. When people listen to Isabella, they're like, oh my God, I feel so inspired. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because, what, because she does it with her heart. Her heart is in it. When I'm preaching the gospel, man, I love this stuff, man. I feel like, mm, I love it. Like, uh, like, <laughs> 
obviously I don't need, I don't need somebody to pump me up. Like I, I, I'm ready to go, right? My calling is calling me. So when you serve God, you should serve God with joy. You should serve God with passion. It's a privilege. Put in the chat. This is not something I've got to do. Put in the chat. This is something I get to do. My calling is calling me. Serving God is a privilege. These people came out there and they were working and it's a privilege to serve. And so listen, let me just say this about positions. Um, no matter what your position is, it, it, no matter if you think it's prominent or not, no matter if you're one of those people that's out front or one of those people that's behind the scenes, every position in the body of Christ is important in God's eyes. In the body of Christ, there's no big eyes and little use in the kingdom. Every, every person's call is unique and it is valuable. So let me, let me just pause right here for a minute to talk about this. If you're called to run a mechanic shop, right? That's your calling. That's what God called you to do. From the time you were a kid, you loved cars. You loved tinkering with stuff. You loved fixing stuff. You would take things apart and put it back together. That's You have an anointing to fix anything that has an engine, anything that has a motor, right? That's you. And you're running that mechanic shop. That's your calling. And you're serving your community. And people are coming to you and sometimes they don't have the money and you're just being a blessing to them and you're helping them with their tires and you're helping them with their timing belt. And you're, you know, you're just serving your community and you know that you're doing this and you're doing it as unto the Lord. And then you go to church and your pastor who's called to preach from the pulpit is preaching. If somebody in the church makes you feel like you are less than your pastor, shame on them. Just because your pastor is called to preach from the pulpit and you're, you're called to basically minister from the mechanic shop. In the kingdom of God, he's doing what he's called to do, and you're doing what you're called to do, and both are valuable. There, there's no hierarchy. There's no like, like in the kingdom of God, I'm bigger than you because I'm in the pulpit, and you're less than me because you're in the parking lot. No. If you, if you do hair, hair is your thing. Like you've always, from the time you was a little girl, oh my God, I love hair. You was doing... Barbie hair. You was doing doll hair. Now you got a you you got a beauty shop, and people come in there. And you minister to them while you on their head, and you you just and you pray over your shop. And this is your thing. That's what you listen. Then that's your anointing. You you are no less anointed. You are no less calm. Listen, um, what did uh, Pastor Tony, my spiritual father, said? Uh, man, what did he say? Oh yeah 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 uh, about ministry that Jesus. I can't remember the numbers, but if you look at like uh, the miracles of Jesus, um, something like only, you know, a few of them happened related to to the the, um, the synagogue. Most of them were out in the marketplace. And so don't think that like, you know, because you don't have a title or a position in church that like you're less than somebody. You're not less than anybody. You are you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so so whether you you do something you know, you're part of the choir, you're part of the usher board or whatever, you're, you know, you're a deacon, fine. But th don't think that you're better than anybody else or below anybody else. And if you're out here, whatever you're called to do, you could be a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, or you run a small business or whatever you do, you, you own a popcorn shop. I don't care what you, whatever you're called to do, do it, do it as unto the Lord and do it with all your might. There is joy in serving God. When you're doing that, you are serving the Lord. You, you, and you're, you're generating resources to be able to fund kingdom projects all over, all over the world. So please don't let anyone devalue you and please do not devalue yourself. Put in the chat, I love serving God. And whatever you have to do, you serve God with all your might. Number four, last, last point for today. 
The challenge of the human perspective. This is why you got to look at things from God's point of view. The disgruntled workers in the parable, they represent the human perspective. And the human perspective often conflicts with God's perspective. And so they were upset because like, why would you, that's not right. Like, you know, I've been working all day. This guy only worked one hour and you want to give him one coin. Well, that's a human thing. That's like, oh, boycott, equal pay, equal pay. No, stop. God is like, I'm God. If I want to give them what what I agreed to give you, then that's between me and them. See, we're called to look at life and justice through God's eyes, from God's point of view. The landowner's response teaches us that sometimes God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. So as we grow in faith, we have to learn to, to shift our perspective from thinking like the world thinks to thinking like God thinks. In both this parable, the parable of the workers, and the last parable we just looked at, which was the parable of the prodigal son, in both parables, there were people complaining because the character that represented God in the parables was good. So in the parable of the prodigal son, the older brother was upset. Why are you doing that for him? You ain't never thrown me a party. You get fat a cab. You never even killed a goat for me. So there we go. So now it's like, what about me? What about me? See, that's not God's perspective. The father was like, what are you talking about, son? Everything I have is yours. And then in the parable of the workers, it's like, why are you giving him one silver coin? That ain't, that ain't even right. It's like, wait a minute. They're not agree to give you one silver coin. I'm get, why are you getting upset? Because I'm so good. It's like, the, the, like God is like, why? Don't come to me with a what about me mentality. No, what you, you got to be careful. As I close, listen, be careful not to allow this what about me mentality to cause you to lose your joy and also to cause you to lose the joy of celebrating what God is doing in someone else's life. When you're believing God for something and God does it for somebody else, if you, come, if you look at it from a human point of view, you're going to start evaluating. Wait a minute. Did they do what I've done? Have they worked as hard as I worked? Why do you do it for them, God? How come you... See, that's, that's carnal. That's not spiritual. That's carnal. You're thinking like the world. But when you look at things from God's point of view, we can all win. I told you, God is not going to run out. Put in the chat, there's enough for all of us. Put in the chat, God's resources are unlimited. Put in the chat, we can all win. When someone's winning, I can celebrate that they're winning because we can all win. It's not a zero-sum game. It's not like they win, I lose. No. How about they win and I win? How about I win and they win? How about we can all win? Like Oprah, you get a win, you get a win, you get a win, right? We can all win. Like it's not. I'm not limited, and God is not limited in any way. So please, your turn is coming. Greater is coming for you. Put in the chat, greater is coming for me. So celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives. Don't be upset just because God is blessing somebody. God is good. God's like, why are you getting mad at me for being good? Come on, man. I'm good. And what what I have for you is for you. And what I have for you is coming. Put in the chat, God's blessing will be released at just the right time. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. That was good teaching, y'all. I enjoyed this today. I want you to close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father... This is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I acknowledge that in your kingdom, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So I learned to live my life from your point of view. I trust in your perfect timing. I know that your grace is sufficient for every stage of my life. I rejoice in the privilege of serving you daily. And I also rejoice 
and what you're doing in the lives of my brothers and sisters. I commit to overcoming every limited human perspective. And I commit to looking at life through your eyes. I refuse to harbor a what about me attitude. Instead, I choose to celebrate what you're doing in the lives of others because your goodness is on them and your goodness shall be on me. So thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your unearned grace, and the joy of being part of your kingdom. I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not sign up to get my notes? You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you. Isabella loves you. (laughs) Man, walk in the blessing. Greater is coming for you. So listen, do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Don't be like, oh, what about me? What God has for you is for you. It's coming. Amen? I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.